Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, I want to warn you about a few apps so many of us use and why you actually need to pay attention to the privacy settings. Also, Memorial Day weekend is straight ahead. I have some important info for you as you make your travel plans. So I have talked with both joy and trepidation about the apps that you can use to send money to a family member or friend. Uh, Venmo, Cash App, and the banks have their competitor called Zelle. And I've talked about how these are a very, very convenient way for you to send money to a family member or friend. But Today in the marketplace, you're asking for trouble with any of these if you pay a stranger through any of them. You have no rights if somebody is a con artist who cheats you. And there are also issues, hazards involved with people hacking into your account and stealing money. But man, there's a whole nother issue specifically around Venmo. Venmo is owned by PayPal. And PayPal has put a feature attached to Venmo. I don't know why they think this is a feature. It's a real um, bad thing with Venmo where they've tried to create almost like a social experience using Venmo where unless you override it in your privacy settings, any old stranger can look on and see who you've sent money to, who they are, learn about them, and the rest. Now, nobody really paid attention to this till this just happened to President Biden, who uses Venmo, good for him at 70, what is he, 78, 79 years old, something like that, um, that he uses Venmo to send money to grandkids, apparently, and other people when he sends them money. Well, now... And not even hackers, just people snooping around have been able to figure out who President Biden sent money to and who they are and all the rest. And this is really creepy. And it's brought attention to something that I thought was really stupid attached to Venmo in the first place, that you don't want this kind of sharing out there because you never know when a criminal might impersonate you send messages to people that they know you're close to and try to con them out of money or who knows what else. So it's very, very quick, simple, easy for you to change the privacy settings. We have a quick link for you to do it on Clark.com. In about 45 seconds, you'll be able to change those privacy settings so that who you're sending money to is not shared with the world at random. 
Another thing, be really wary of these things that try to get you to log in through an easier way than setting up a username and password. Especially, you may have heard, maybe you haven't, that if you're a TikToker, do not click on login with TikTok at third-party websites. Because under TikTok's um, terms of use, you would not believe the invasion you're giving the Chinese into your life when you log in with TikTok. Now, I've not been one of the people who's been freaked out about TikTok being owned by the Chinese and what they might do with kids posting stupid dance routines on TikTok. I'm sorry. They're only stupid if they're not your child doing them. Anyway, um, but this kind of thing where they're given full ability to snoop into your life by signing in for whatever it is, a retailer, whoever it is, through TikTok, bad, bad, bad idea. Don't do it. Now, let me tell you, in China, this kind of thing of signing in through a platform is common in how people normally do things in China, but it's a very different kind of culture. The government is spying on every last Chinese citizen, and our culture is not that way. And so I recommend that you stay away from using login with TikTok. Now, the whole privacy thing, generally people are resigned to it, a lot of people. Krista, please, and Krista, I hope you at least will do the Venmo. Oh, but I did that from day one. I definitely set all my privacy settings. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not against doing that. I do everything I can do. I just don't know that it really helps. But yeah, when I signed up for Venmo years ago, I saw that happening. I was like, oh my gosh, my friend paid so and so for a purse or whatever. And so I went in and and saw, oh my, I can make that private because I didn't want to use it if people saw my business. Very good. Well, let's hear what people want to know from me. All right. We've got Carrie in Florida who says, I own four undeveloped properties in North Florida. There has been an increase in value as of late, and I've been contacted by companies wanting to purchase these properties for cash. The only strange thing I noticed is that they want three months to close on the property with a clause that allows them to drop the offer at any time in the three-month period. Are these companies legit or are they scammers looking for victims? So, Carrie, I can't speak to your last question, are these companies scammers? But I can tell you that is totally unfair to you. Anytime somebody wants a lengthy period to close, and gives themselves a unilateral right to walk away where you are committed to a deal, but it is voidable by them, that is completely not a co-equal transaction. If, in fact, your undeveloped land is valuable, then you'll know by listing with a traditional real estate agent, particularly one who deals with raw land, in the area where these properties are in North Florida. And they'll be able to tell you what the marketplace is up to. In Florida, as you know, there's been a history of scammers involved with the buying and selling of raw land. And it is smart for you to be suspicious. But even if they're not con artists, the terms you're being offered 
are not acceptable. And Susan in Maine wrote in and said, what's the best way to sell your car? We're going to have it buy a new vehicle. So should we do a trade-in or something like CarMax? Susan, right now, your used car is worth by far the most it's ever been since a period of time uh, during World War II relative to purchasing power. The value of used cars went through the roof just recently because of the reopening of the economy. And there's a crazy, crazy series of events that all collided at once. One of the most unusual is car rental companies, in order to stay alive, sold off their vehicle fleets during the pandemic when travel by air dropped to 5% of what it had been before and then only slowly has been recovering. Now they need vehicles again, so they haven't been able to get new vehicles to repurchase their fleets. So they have gone into the used vehicle market and bought vehicles like Matt. So temporarily, the value of used vehicles has gone way, 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 way up. You can go to CarMax to sell your car. Traditional dealers right now want inventory so badly for their used vehicle lots, they'll buy a vehicle from you without you trading it in. So you don't have to be buying something else from them. They just need your wheels. Carvana will give you a price right online. I mean, it is a great situation for you on the sell side. At the same time, buying a new vehicle, you're going to find that's rough sledding right now because of the chip shortage. There is an extreme shortage of most models of vehicles, and the average purchase price of a new vehicle right now is in the stratosphere. So it's a great time to be a seller of a used vehicle. It's a brutal time to be a buyer of a newer used vehicle. So know that you should check first to see what that new vehicle will actually cost you before you decide to proceed with getting one. And from William in Oregon, I am reviewing documents for a relative who is moving into a senior residence for independent living. The facility requires a one-time fee of $2,500. The residency agreement is month to month. The residents can terminate with 30 days notice without refunding the fee. Should I be concerned? So the residents can terminate. So I'm not quite sure exactly what you mean if the facility can kick you out is what I'm guessing you mean and they get to keep the deposit no matter what it is not at all unusual in a senior facility that there will be a buy-in a non-refundable buy-in up front 2500 is really far to the low side you'd be surprised the fancy senior facilities may require a buy-in that can be more than $100,000. And so it is a hazard of buying into a facility. And remember, they want ongoing revenue. So unless a resident is a problem, odds are you don't have to worry that much about the one-sidedness of that, that they're going to throw your relative out. Um, What I do find is that you're paying that money and the facility may not be a good fit. And you have to know that $2,500 is what economists call a sunk cost. That money's 
gone whether the facility is good and appropriate or not good and your relative wants out right away. But as far as an entry fee, the 2500 is really not ugly. And this one might hurt Clark. Terry in Georgia says, why has Southwest Airlines gotten so expensive? They used to be my go-to based on customer service, no change fees, no baggage fees, and most of all, their want to get away fares. I've priced several flights to different places recently, and they're more expensive than the big three. Hoping as air travel normalizes, they get back to their great rates. So Terry, what's going on is Southwest, relative to other airlines, did uh, pretty well through the pandemic. And their load factors have been better than the other airlines. And American United and Delta, who depend so heavily on business travelers, don't have those travelers right now. So on route after route after route, more often than not, you're going to find one of the three full fare airlines to be cheaper on a route than Southwest. This will normalize over time. But right now, it is true on route after route, particularly if you're not flexible, fully flexible on your travel dates going and returning, that Southwest could be the most expensive ticket in the air, not a bargain. And speaking of travel, do you know somewhere close to 40 million of us are going to do just that over the Memorial Day holiday weekend? There's some things you need to know, and I'm going to talk about it straight ahead. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So Memorial Day holiday, I am traveling on the holiday and... Along with me will be roughly 40 million of my closest friends. Think about what percent of the population of the United States, I guess that's 13%, 14% of Americans, are going on a trip over the Memorial Day holiday weekend. And that means a lot of things. For people along the eastern seaboard, the gas supplies are slowly rebuilding but prices are quite a bit higher. In fact, they're up to not quite, but almost double what gas prices were a year ago. So the fuel in the tank is going to set you back some. A year ago, we were in the throes of the pandemic. There was a surplus of fuel. And right now, we have, in a lot of states, a shortage of fuel. And then you got the issue of the roads. Interstates are going to be packed to the gills. It's going to be really, really, really busy out there. So my trip, I plotted out a route of four-lane divided highways that are not interstates. And so I'm going to twist and turn and wind my way to my destination and back from my destination that is about six hours away. And my plan is to almost completely avoid the interstate system. 
I know this sounds nuts, but in a lot of states, there are little used, mostly unknown, four-lane divided highways that don't create a neat pattern of travel like the interstate system does. They're not really designed to use how I use it at any holiday period, going from one state to another, but I'm able to make it work with a great deal of turns. And it saves me a lot of time and creates a reliable trip. I learned this originally many, many years ago, a good 20 years ago, coming back home from a road trip on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And a six-hour road trip took over 13 hours. And ever since then, at any holiday period, I've been all about using the secondary four-lane divideds as a way to get around. Now, be careful with your speed because when you go on these four-lane divideds, you end up going through a lot of towns that no one's ever really heard of. But you'll see a lot of flashing lights because the speed limits drop quickly. And if you don't follow them, next thing you know, you got a a local police officer pulling in revenue for their community. I'm not in that business of turning that revenue over. And Krista, we have received, you can tell the effects of us moving out of the pandemic step by step. We've received in the thousands of questions about travel. So why don't we do some of those now? This, I love this. Mike in Tampa says, I'm planning to take the love of my life on an Alaska cruise for our 30th wedding anniversary in 2022. I know how much you love Costco. So are they the best to work with for this type of trip or do you have other suggestions? So Mike, I do love Costco and Costco travel is a big volume seller and they offer huge rebates on cruise bookings. They rebate back much of the commission they receive in Costco shop cards. Um, If you are an experienced cruise passenger, great to book that Alaska cruise through Costco travel, but they are not a handholder. They're a discounter. If you want to make sure you're booking the right ship, the right cruise line, has the right itinerary for you, the right, I mean, cruise ships and cruise lines kind of like each have their own culture. If you want to make sure that this trip really is awesome, as maybe an inexpensive, inexperienced cruise passenger, go to a cruise-only travel agent who where someone lives, eats, and breathes cruises and can line you up with what would be best. On the other hand, if it's all about the price, Costco travel is wonderful. And speaking of that, Brent in North Carolina says, I'm planning a trip and Costco offers 10% off Alaska Airlines vouchers. Using my Costco visa and as an executive member, I get 4% back for a total of 14% savings on my trip. My question is, should I take the upfront savings or pass on them to get the travel benefits and protection of paying for the trip on my Costco visa? And I would still save 3% with travel cash back. I'd say buy the Alaska Airlines vouchers if Alaska's fares work well for you for your trip. Uh, You know, tickets are no longer non-changeable. So if you did 
buy a trip on Alaska and you had to change your plans later, you're able to change them free of penalty. You don't get your money back, but you're able to change them free of penalty. Uh, This would only be a problem if you travel almost never, but otherwise, I think it's a good deal if the Alaska Airlines fares on the route you're going at the time you're traveling are competitive. And look at the Alaska thing. I know. All right. Dina in Arizona says, my husband is six foot 10 and doesn't fit comfortably in economy airline seats. We usually purchase first class tickets for domestic travel about three times a year. He can fit in an exit row seat depending on the plane, but those are not guaranteed. And it's sometimes hard to find two exit row seats together. Do you have any recommendations for finding discount domestic first class seats? We'd be willing to pay a membership fee if we could actually find discounted seats. It seems like most sites offering special first class rates are only for international travel. So Dina, this is something I've addressed recently with Southwest uh, having fares that are higher than other airlines right now, the full fare airlines, American United and Delta missing their normal contingent of business travelers who are the ones that fill up first class are being pretty aggressive about offering advanced purchase discount fares on domestic first class, something that historically they've not done. In addition, if you accumulate miles on a particular airline, one of the full fare airlines, and you do it with their mileage cards, you start, you get one of their cards, get the big bonus, and you use that card to charge a lot of stuff, you then will be able to convert those miles into first class seats at what should be a decent equivalent price. You also may be able to do something where you purchase a coach ticket and then use points to do an upgrade to first class, and that would probably save you the most money. And this is a temporary thing probably for the next couple of years where the full fare airlines are going to have to offer very dis- various discounting regimes on their first class seats till business travelers return in large numbers. Michael in Kentucky says, my 14-year-old son has been recently approached by at school regarding our European trip in 2023. It's being sold as a great educational opportunity. The price seems a little high, but the real thing that bothers me is the sales tactics being used. We are getting bombarded multiple times a day with book now or miss out $200 off if you enroll by tonight or only a few spots left types of messages. There's also an option to get academic credit in quotes after the trip through a special program they will tell us more about later. With your experience in the travel industry, we wanted to get your take on these programs. Thanks as always for your advice. I've always been frustrated by these student trip deals because you end up paying three times the normal cost for a trip of somebody going. Now, for your 14-year-old looking two years down the road when he's 16 years old, a big part of what you're paying for is the fun of him being with his peers. But you could take a family trip of mama bear, papa bear, and your 14-year-old son at whatever age he is, usually for about the same price as one of these trips. The reason you're getting the very, very aggressive solicitations right now is these student group companies have been hurting 
horribly from the pandemic. You know, they had all of last year's trips cancel, none so far this year, and they are wheezing. One of the real dangers is you put down deposits with one of these companies and they're not around to do this trip two years from now. So I would say that this is something you take a pass on because the risk of financial failure for these student group movement trips is so high and the prices of the trips, ridiculous. And I want to thank you so much for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice that you can trust.